This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hey there, another solo episode this week with me. How lucky are you? I thought I would jump on here and share something around a topic that's been very prominent in the Creator Club the last few weeks. We also had a special guest in the Creator Club to come in and talk to us about content and This was really awesome because following this workshop that was very strategic and uh, allowed the women to structure their content and come up with ideas, I've really seen a few of the women in the in the creator club double down on their content. It's been it's been really great to see. So if you're listening to this and you know who you are and I've given you a shout out, well done. Well done for showing up. So Today's episode is focused on content. It's particularly focused on helping you if you are feeling stuck for content ideas. And one place I want you to start is these three things. And these three things are about giving your content some personality. Rather than thinking super strategic, we're going to talk a little bit around the mindset side of creating content and how it relates to your business and then a couple of areas that you can dive into. I'm particularly interested in helping women create consistency. I want you to be strategic and speak to your market and all of those things but for some of us the biggest thing to get our head around is regularly showing up in our content whether that be our blog, whether that be a podcast or social media, like I said, which is the first place that a lot of us go to. Now, this first thing I'm going to share with you is mindset related because content is so intertwined with our mindset is one of those things that I've seen time and time again get easier for people when they get their head around why they're creating the content when they get clear structure in place. But it can also be the thing that holds us back. You know, our mind creates a lot of fear around this stuff. Anything, if we're creative and we're producing work and putting stuff out there that has our name on it, it's scary, right? So this first thing, this first idea is something so good for you to keep in mind and it helps you detach from the process of creating content detaching yourself a little bit emotionally and that is you are and you aren't your business so you are and you are not your business at the same time 
When we are a small business owner, and if you're anything like me, you're probably a solo business owner, or you've got a small team, or you're in your early days of business, I know, just like you, that it's really hard to separate emotionally and physically from our work. We are so close to it. We're so close to our customers. We're close to the results. We're close... We are close to the bottom line, to the dollars in our bank. I know that the same can be said if you are working in corporate, if you're working for someone else, it can feel like you're that close. But at the end of the day, without an equity stake in the business, without this directly affecting your bottom line, then It's easy to kind of shut the door at 5 p.m. on a Friday and then rock up at 9 a.m. on Monday and not be too worried about what happened in between Friday and Monday morning. And that is why I continue to tell myself this statement that I am and I'm also not my business because I found this really hard to get my head around, if I'm completely honest. If you are building something from scratch, from zero, if this is your baby, then there's a huge amount of self-worth and pride that goes into what you do. And I'm not going to beat around the bush because I I have a lot of pride for what I do. I love the seeing the results that my clients get and I can't help but... Uh, gloss over the fact that we often say oh you can just detach yourself from your business it doesn't mean anything about you and that's not easy to do that's not easy to do when when everything comes down to you (laughs) so apart from learning to disconnect from my business how does this content how does this statement relate to my content right Well, there's four things that I've learned when I get my head around this idea of me being my business and not being my business at the same time. As it relates to my content, the first thing is, is that this statement helps me create a boundary around my work and around my personal life. So what I show of my business is not every single thing that's going on in my personal life. And number two is that when I tell myself this statement, it allows me to detach from the results of my content. Because what I've come to realize is that the number of followers that I have, the number of likes that a post gets doesn't actually make me a better businesswoman. It doesn't directly affect the quality of my coaching or the results that people get from working with me. And the reality is that with content and especially social media, it is a machine. It comes and it goes and what you posted today is probably not going to have the same effect tomorrow. It might not even be seen tomorrow. And so instead of getting hung up on every post and the results of everything that I put out, What I would love for you to focus on is whether your content is clear, whether your content is actionable, if it needs to be actionable or actioned, and whether your content paints an overall picture of who we are getting when we work with you. So what is the personality that's coming through in the content? I'm more concerned that overall we can see what you are about. As I've said previously, this is 
an alternative to a business card. So that needs to be really clear for us to want to engage with you. And number three is something I tell my clients, and this is a bit of a hard truth, but when you think about content and when you think about you being separate from your business, remembering that it's not about you, but it's about the the client. It's about the client at the end of the day. And when I tell myself this statement or I tell my clients this, it gets us out of our head quick smart. Because instead of worrying about us and what it means about us, we worry more about what this means for our client. And many of you in this community tell me that you're in business because you want to impact people like people's lives and you want to do meaningful work. So focus primarily on that. Focus on the impact that you can create through your content rather than the results and the stats and all of those things. And finally, on this point, I'm going somewhere with this. All of the women out there that want to make sure that their content comes across authentic, that they are not simply putting stuff out there that doesn't speak to them, that looks like a bunch of pretty pictures, but it's not got any meaning behind it or it's not completely clear what they're about. I get it. I get it. And I want to stress something around this. When it comes to being authentic and detaching yourself from your business, what you can think about when you come across authentic is that you can amplify one part of your personality in your business. What that does not mean is that you, as I said first, you don't have to show every part of yourself in your content. But what you can do is you can amplify one or two special parts of who you are. What that means is you can double down on a couple of things that really make your brand unique that really make your brand personality different. This could be your love of color. This could be the type of clothing you wear, the things that make you who you are. It could be what you put in your green smoothie every single day without fail or the type of coffee that you choose to have. It could be your yoga practice. It could be the bookstores that we find you hiding in, whatever that may be. Don't worry about having to come across authentic by showing everything about you, by showing your family, by showing your friends, by showing every level of your life. You can simply choose to amplify a few things that make your brand personality unique. And what I would suggest that you do is you go and grab a journal after you've listened to this and think about five to 10 things that make you different, that make you as an artist, that make you as a designer different from the last person. And think about filtering some of these things through your content. It's all still very, very much on the the surface level. So we're not giving all of the details of our life, but it's authentic to you. If you're worried about coming up across authentic, ensure that you're layering in some of these pieces. It will really, really help. And they're great little content ideas. They're great ideas for stories, for posts. 
And they inject that little bit of fun. If fun is one of the tenets of your business, it's one of your brand values, then these are really cool ways to put that into it. The second thing that I would say on content is sharing your story. And when we share a little of our story, it gives our work depth and it connects us to what makes your business unique. What's your unique value? It's directly related to story. And here's why I know this. And this might seem contradictory to the first statement, but as I said, this does not mean that you have to share your birth story. You do not have to share your parents' divorce story. You do not have to share when you got your first uh, pet, whatever it is for you. You don't have to go into that much detail. Think about the things that relate to your business journey specifically and have boundaries in place. Decide what those boundaries are and put them in place. However, what I would say is that by sharing threads of your journey, instead of your brand being something nice to look at or like everyone else, this gives your brand personality. If your value is around sustainability or conscious, but you know that there's 10,000 other business owners with those same values. Think about how those values relate to your story. How did you come across those? How did, how did that become important to you? And then start to create content around that part of it rather than saying we're a conscious business and leaving it at that. We want to know how did this come about? And the cool thing is, is that when you share your story, we get to learn a little more about you. We get to learn about the insights and the lessons that got to you that got you to this point in your business journey. We get to understand your mission and your why. And it tells us where you're going and then you can bring us along for the ride. I have a great example of a woman that recently launched an online business and the great thing is that she, is that she took us along for the journey in the lead up to creating that business. That didn't mean that she necessarily showed us every single detail behind the scenes, but she was painting a picture of what to expect when you engage with her service she's in the health and wellness industry, what it's going to feel like to be taught by her. And she did this for months before her business baby was born. So that was one way of her taking us along for the ride before the business was even live. I'm sure you can think of one person alone, probably several. You probably follow hundreds of people on social media that you admire. And what you'll notice is the reason why you feel connected to them is because they thread little pieces of their story through their content. Do an audit. Look at, look at the people that you love. Look at the people that you admire. Look at some of the brands even that you look up to and see how much of story comes through. The thing with telling stories is that it does take practice. I get that. So don't be afraid to dip your toes in. Don't be afraid to have a go 
you don't need to launch into two hours of story on an IGTV. You can simply drop little elements of your story in as you go. And what I would say as well is this doesn't have to be restricted to social media either. Think about the most visited page on your website, your about page. This should contain elements of your story. It should contain elements of your personality. When you are a guest on a podcast or when you host a workshop or when you're being interviewed by a magazine, you'll likely be asked to share something around your story. If you're keen to go deeper on this idea of storytelling, I really suggest listening to my episode with Adette Barry. She is a barrel of laughs. She's great. And that episode talks a little deeper about storytelling, especially from a PR perspective. Okay, finally, and I love this idea, which is why I have left it till last. Open up your cabinet of curiosities. This idea I am not going to claim as my own. I directly stole from Austin Cleon, who writes the most amazing books. He writes the most amazing little books. They're practical magic for creators. They're small, they're square, they're bright colored covers, and they're filled with imagery. You can read them in one day. They're super accessible if you need some inspiration or guidance. And this idea of opening up your cabinet of curiosities comes from his book, Show Your Work. Why I love this idea of the cabinet of curiosities is that it frees us up, especially if we are creators, especially if we are producing things for clients. It frees us up to include our process and our content. It frees us up to show sources of inspiration without the pressure of every single post being perfect. And this is where the fun comes in. Think about it like a scrapbook. Think about it like sharing your vision board or elements of your vision board. Austin Cleon's super helpful and in this book he gives us a few prompts which I'm going to share with you right now around your cabinet of curiosities. This will help you if you want to take this away and journal on it. You can ask yourself these questions. What do I read a lot? What books? What subjects? Is there things that I love to collect? Do I love to collect crystals? Do I have stacks of tarot cards? Do I love a certain kind of art? Do I love to lie on a Sunday afternoon on the couch and read a certain magazine and I've got boxes and boxes of this particular magazine? Whatever it is, are there things that you collect? Who are your heroes? Who do you look up to? And finally, who do you steal ideas from? Okay, who are your sources of inspiration? He also wrote a fantastic book that's quite old now, mind you, called Steal Like an Artist. And again, this is a, it's a permission slip to be open and honest with where you get your ideas from, not be afraid to copy, but obviously attribute when you do Find an idea that you love, but someone else came up with it first. Make sure you share your sources. But I would also suggest reading that book of his. It is wonderful. And what part of the reason why I'm sharing these three areas with you today. So the first one being 
You are and you are not your business. The second one, share your story because it creates depth and connects us with the personality and the unique value of your product or service. And finally, opening up your cabinet. I can never say that. I'm so sorry. Cabinet of curiosities. It's a lot of alliteration to say at 5.30 on a Wednesday Part of the reason why I love these three areas is there's so much possibility in just these three when it comes to thinking about content. These three ideas give us permission to create first and foremost, and they lessen the emotional whirlwind that we tend to get swept up in when it comes to this stuff. We can lighten the load. We cannot feel so heavy about it. We don't have to keep asking us these que- ourselves these questions of will it work, will they like it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Caveat coming up, disclaimer. <laughs> yes, intentional content is ideal, and yes, you should know your market and align your content with your market and what their needs are and what their expectations are and how they want to connect with you. However, If you're looking to find a rhythm with your content, these three areas are a perfect place to start. And especially when it comes to social media, they're going to give you some freedom. If any of these three ideas resonate with you, please let me know. Please let me know what you do as a result of these. Share this episode with your friends if they need a little nudge when it comes to their content. If they've been a little quiet on social media, if they're in the early days of their business and you know that this would really help them, then send it along to them. Give them a little nudge on behalf of me. Okay, my friends, until next time, keep creating and we'll be back next week with another episode. 